This podcast is part of the Dark Myths Collective. Visit darkmyths.org to discover more shows like this one. The darkness awaits. Hello everyone and welcome to a furious mad road of an episode yes it's finally time for us to talk about mad max fury road you got me mad zinger and me valhalla ellie and we are joined by a very special guest who really did help this episode make itself possible by a 30-day twitter yes binge of just everything (laughs) possible to make us need to watch this movie sir introduce yourself do not, my friends, become addicted to Zengdis. It will take hold of you, and you will resent its absence. This is a Morton Russ. How are you guys doing? Yes, Russ from the new Unbelievers podcast. And, sir, if you want to give a quick explanation behind that podcast. Uh, sure. Um, there was a very great podcast that recently ended called The Unbelievable Podcast. And it's actually how I know Zenger and Ellie because yes. it has such a... Big and great community, and it was a wonderful show, but sadly it came to an end on Halloween. So when we got the news that it was ending, uh, a few of us got together and contacted the host, Brian, and reached out and asked if we could do kind of a a spinoff show, a a fan-run spinoff show called The Unbelievers Podcast. And we asked, what would be off-limits? What can we do? And he basically said, as long as you don't call it The Unbelievable Podcast, you can steal the format and... The sound clips and everything just go and all everything. So we have our own show now called the Unbelievers Podcast, which uh, is as much as we can like the Unbelievable Podcast, just by listeners who are not as funny yet. You guys are pretty good. It, it, I I think I said to you the torch has been officially passed when I listened to the first episode of it and. Not 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 that the Unbelievable Podcast isn't good by any means. It's an amazing podcast. It helped inspire me to do my podcast, definitely, and definitely I'm a fan of it. But um, you guys have definitely taken the torch and are running with it. So so definitely go check that out if you're a fan of the unbelievable stuff in the world. So that's right. So but 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 we have brought you on today because you have made a valiant effort on Twitter to get our attention because it has been noted that neither me nor Allie had watched Mad Max Fury Road. Um, Yeah. Well, at the end of the year, when you did your uh, movies, we should have watched and it was like the second year in a row and you, you were like, Oh yeah, we still haven't done Mad Max either. Oh, well we'll get to it. And finally it set in a few months ago. I'm like, this dude's never going to watch Mad Max Fury Road. (laughs) Like it's just not uh, something, something has to be done. And foolishly, I was like, I got an idea. I'll, I'll say, and I'll do 30 days of getting Zang this to watch it. And by like day 10, 15, I'm like, my, I, there's nothing I could put. It's not going to spoil it anymore. I'm just, I'm, it's getting bad. I'm using like notepads my wife made that have Mad Max stuff on. I'm like, come on, anything. Let's just, uh. yeah. And you, you set it up perfectly when you're like, oh no, I'm going to watch it. I just want to see this play out. I was like, geez, um, all right. <laughs> I, I wanted to make it very clear that I have never said I wouldn't watch it. It just became an ongoing gag of... I mean, I was highly entertained, so... <laughs> it, it became an ongoing gag, which I think had its origin point with uh, 
with Phil Rude when I was on with one of his shows or talking with him one time. I, it might have been on here or it might have been on one of his shows that it there was a mention of Mad Max Fury Road and there was some joke made and I was dead silent and then they were like, why what, what, you, not, you not get it? And I'm like, I've never seen it. And then it was like this reprimand immediately for me of why haven't you seen it? And funny enough, I'm pretty sure we've owned the movie for two years now maybe? Yeah. We've owned it because we got it on a Black Friday deal. Yeah. So I was like, oh, we better buy this because this is something worth watching. And uh, behind the curtain thing, not that I always do this, but if anyone ever tells me, oh my God, you need to watch this or you need to check this out, it puts me off about a week of doing that. <laughs> because and it's, it's not, not nothing against the person telling me it. It's just there were so many people that were in my face about, oh my gosh, you need to watch Breaking Bad. Oh my gosh, you need to watch Breaking Bad. I've watched like a handful of episodes. I, I get why it's good. It's just not for me. Uh, Lost was another one, which I actually want to say, I kind of am happy I didn't get into Lost because there's a lot of people who are very angry about the way it turned out, possibly. So I'm like, I don't feel like I waste my time. Unlike I wasted my time with How I Met Your Mother because I feel like that show just went just downhill fast at one point. But that's a discussion for another day. So we finally did watch Mad Max. Fury Road. And this is the second movie in the um, Tom Hardy movies with him wearing a mask. Yeah. Trilogy. He, he, can't, he can't keep stuff off his face. It's like the first third of this film, he's got like a garden fork just stuck to his and, face. And it becomes such a thing where he's like, he needs to get it off too. Like, it's, yeah. he goes, what, what's the first one? Bane, right? Yep. Batman? It's, it's Bane, this, and then Venom technically. Right, right. So there, there, there's your trilogy of Tom Hardy with stuff on his face movies. And I'm probably missing one, so by all means, correct me. But and it, it's a pretty face. It, but, it, but it's always covered with I stuff. I know. That's and, what I'm saying. It's a shame. But you are right. It is a garden utensil because even though I hadn't seen this movie, I did know that fun fact that they had like that mask thing on him. And they were like, we need something else. And they just basically took a garden fork and put it on the front <laughs> of it. Yeah, there's a lot of like DIY Mad Max uh, costumers if you look into it. And that's one of the things that I say I'm going to do. I'm always like, you know, I've got an old leather jacket. Man, I could do Mad Max for Halloween. It would be great. So every year, but it's always like a couple weeks before Halloween. I'm like, can I pull this off? I'm like, oh, yeah. It's a, it, and every time I see one, yes, it is just a garden fork that you can buy to make mm -hmm. that mask easily. So me and Ellie watched it for our first time. And um, I, I guess do you, we want to start with your opinion of it first before we go into me and Ellie's to build up the anticipation I mean yeah yeah let's build it up because I mean my opinion is this this is one of those movies that I didn't know how bad I wanted it until I actually saw it and I was like what it's not there's a lot of franchises that have been around a long time and they'll reboot it or there's a different version I mean there's a million spider-mans and all this but this movie kind of seemed to come out of nowhere, and it, mm -hmm. it was almost like, well, no one had asked for it. No one was, like, pining, like, why don't we have another Mad Max? But then when the trailer came out, I was like, whoa, wait, I, I forgot. I love Mad Max. I, I have to go see this. And seeing in the theater, like, the first weekend, just completely blown away. I own it. I've watched it so many times. And for an R movie, I will say this is one that it's surprising that it's R. You can I've watched it with my kids many times. Even my five-year-old loves it. Because as far as an R-rated movie goes, this it's mostly just hardcore action. There's a lot of implied. There's no gore. There's no cursing. Um, 
it was, there's some nice Aussie slang that if you know what it means, you go, oh, <laughs> he he. Uh, but other than that, I mean, this is I, I, I love it so much. I think they it, it took decades to get this made and you can see it when you watch it. I mean, every detail was thought over and and executed to me just like perfectly. I love this film. Ellie, do you want me to go first, or do you sure. want... Okay. So, I've seen the older Mad Max movies, like, in days long past when I was younger and everything, and they were something that I'm like, oh, this is cool, but it never really stuck with me. And this was a movie that I had known from a lot of people saying, hey, this is, like, an amazing movie. If you like movies, you need to watch this movie, because this is a movie for people who like movies. Like, it is... Like, one of those, I don't want to say Oscar bait, but it's definitely something, like, you watch and you go, this won awards. It had to have. And if it didn't, it got robbed, hands down. And watching this movie, the, just the cinematography, the, I, I know a lot of it was practical effects, too. Like, it, it was really vehicles getting flipped and stuff like that and everything. So that was amazing, and it was just something to where I really did enjoy it, and I do regret taking this long to watch it. And it's definitely well, that, something I can see going back to and watching again. Well, yeah, it's something that you do have to watch multiple times because it. Well, we'll get into it, but go on. But no, I, I just wanted to say that, that that was kind of my my initial takeaway from it. So, Ellie, what was your opinion of this movie? Um, it was all right. I I don't know. I I like a little bit more. Gosh, I don't know how to say this because I'm always the one that's like, you're such a, just a jerk. And- Phil Root is currently <laughs> standing on a keyboard. He's typing so hard right I now. Know. <laughs> um, I am huge, and you know this, huge sci-fi fan. Mm-hmm. Like, ginormous. Um, I will say, I think my favorite parts are just how pretty it is. Like, pretty, like, the, the cinematography, yeah, the, the way it's, it's shot, the way the colors. The, yeah, it's just, it's a very gorgeous looking film, like you said, with all the colors and the images, um, very imaginative. I love the, like, the crow people when they go oh, by, yeah, that yeah. used to be the green area, and um, so I a lot of effort and energy went into this. I think my biggest complaint about this film not saying that I don't like it. It's just, it didn't, I don't think it's like the best movie ever made, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It was good, mm. but I wasn't like, holy crap, blown away. It's just, I love action scenes. And, and you and I have talked a lot before um, about like, I don't like to go usually to the movie theater to see romance and that kind of thing. Because I think if I'm going to go to the theater, I want to see an action movie and make it worth it to see it on that big screen. Yeah. Um, so I love action, but I felt like it was just so much of it that I wanted a little bit more kind of separation. You, you of it. mentioned several times during it, well, why are they doing this or what's the deal with this? And I just kind of, I'm like, Ellie, this is my first time watching it too, Why? which led me to go, you know what we should record sometime? Us initially watching a no, movie. No, nobody wants to hear that. Because it will involve pauses where it's like, can you explain this to me? <laughs> Vice versa, going back and forth. Because sometimes where I won't pay attention to something and ask her, but she'll be asking me and it's like, Ellie, I'm watching this movie for the first time. Just I, I don't know. The most dumb random questions you could ever think of, that'll come out of my mouth. 
so I don't think anybody you, wants to hear that. But I, you I guys just have, <laughs> you guys have Patreon. You can do a, we, uh, we just a commentary <laughs> up there, but it's not more of a commentary. It's more of like a, asking each other about what's happening in the you know at the time. <laughs> Initial impressions. Um, so yeah. yeah. So I don't want anybody to think I don't like the movie. I just like I said. I, I just I'm not as blown away as some people. <laughs> dumb questions asked during the viewing of Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> <laughs> See, I watch it with my five-year-old a lot, so I get always, why that guy got this? Why did he shoot him in the head? Why did he say witness? Yeah, exactly. Like, oh. So just imagine the female version and much older. <laughs> I asked yeah. about the same questions, so it's okay. Well, it one is the- one of those movies. They don't explain a lot of shit no, going on. No, they don't. Like, yeah. The, the, uh, the exposition is almost like in the beginning, just yelled in the background, and you have to listen. What, what is this guy saying? Where are they going? What they have mother's milk and guzzoline and and but it's like the exposition is like a side character. Like yeah, yeah, just we're just we're moving along. We're moving, we're moving constantly. Just this is where they're going. They're doing this and and yeah, it's it what? takes a few times to watch it to go. Oh, this is what there is actually going on. And plus all this Australian slang, which to us takes a while to even understand. I I do agree with that, and also I do appreciate the fact that, as I pointed out multiple times, I feel some movies now are made dumber, or in the sense of they have to explain everything a lot more because they feel like the audience is going to get lost. This is amazing that there is a movie like this that exists now to where it doesn't, like, take you by the hand the entire time. It's kind of like, either you're following this or you're not. We're going to keep moving. Whereas in other movies, sometimes they have to stop the movie, stare straight into the screen and explain, we are going to go get more gasoline, which is gasoline. We are taking this convoy to this place to get it. And yeah, they're, and yeah, yeah it's, we have mother's milk and you're like, well, what is that? But then they show all these ladies being, uh, you know, having milked. their, you know, <laughs> Being milked, yes, and that's what that is his resource. He is sending milk to trade for bullets and gasoline, and she has a pot of gasoline. And there are main characters in this film whose names, Nux in particular, the main war boy, you learn his name because it's written on his gas pedal, and you see him slam on it at one point. And then you you have to put it together later, like oh yeah yeah that's his name is Nux. Okay okay, and he's a he's the third major character in the movie. Mm-hmm. I and, and yeah, I mean that's that, that's something I really enjoyed about this movie is if you're not following along with it, it it goes on without you. It kind of leaves you behind, which I mean a lot of older movies did, and not everything had like a significance to it. Like I can imagine this movie if it was written or done a different way there was one point where it'd been like this steering wheel is something that's blah 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 and then later <laughs> on in the movie they'd find that it, it's it's just something to where that that that's not the case it's it's very cut and dry almost of what it's trying to do it is a action movie about getting from point a to point b and then back to point a and right back to point a and, and yes. going through every possible road hazard they can find and person in their way to do it with guns and everything else Oh, yeah. And as far as Ellie was talking about some of the more beautiful scenes, the, the scene that got me, and especially seeing it in theaters, is when the convoy is initially chasing down the big war rig, and they're shooting those flares in the air, and there's that big pullback scene oh, yeah. where they all come in, and just all the multicolored flares and the colors of the sand, and there's just a, engines are revved. And as you watch, it's like, oh, wow, this is great. But 
it's about to be a massacre that's going to happen, but you know, you know, the way it's portrayed is just, oh, stunning. You know, this is a movie I do regret not seeing in theaters. Like, I, I regret that it took me this long, but in retrospect, the more that you're talking about seeing it in a theater, this is something I feel would have been amazing to see. It was still amazing to watch at home, but just I'm sure the, the just scale of everything, seeing it in a theater would have been amazing. I, I don't, yeah, I don't and know all... if you oh, share it... that, Ellie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are those moments when you're watching it at home that don't click as much. It's almost like watching an old bad 3D movie, like uh, uh, like when the guitar goes flying at you. <laughs> yeah. The wheel is flying towards the screen. All right, if you're watching it in 3D, that's amazing. When you're at home, you're like, all right, that was kind of cheesy. But, you know, when you're actually, you know, seeing it in the theater, it's another issue. I, I mean, it's one of those movies that you can tell at certain points, oh, th- this this was obviously one of those shot in 3D things, because... Had to be one of the last ones, too. They're not really doing that much anymore, which I'm kind of glad for, but... I feel like it's just something that pops up every now and then. It's like, oh, by the way, this was this, this has a 3D version, too. But it's not like that, you know, let's go in your face with it, where everything pops yeah. out at you. It's more easy, easily done. It's more casually done now, I feel. And, and there's another version of this film that was released called Black and Chrome, where is all the color is taken out of it. Now, I haven't seen that. I really oh. want to. I think it might have even been released in some theaters as a, a Black and Chrome version. And I think about it, I go, well, that seems like it'd be pretty great, too. Like, a really, really tamped down version. Like, you know, kind of going the opposite way of this over-the-top colors and... Uh, See, and, I wonder like about that. that now, because I said the colors and everything are what got me, like, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, but I'm like, I wonder what a black and white version would look like then. Hmm. Yeah. It, I, I want to see it. It's out there, and I, I have to get it. I've, I've watched the, the regular one so many times, so it'd be nice to change it up. It's about to say, let's let's all take a moment and nod, thinking, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure Phil Rude, once again, is standing on his keyboard screaming, I saw that. <laughs> oh, sure. Like I said, there's going to be a ton of jokes made at his expense during this episode because, like I said, he's one of the people that bugged me about this, too, and has a bone to pick with Ellie, but that's for a later episode. What does he have that a one? bone to pick for, with me for? You'll have to wait and find out. Tune in later to a future episode of Zingness called The People vs. Ellie King. <sighs> no, I'll stick up for you, Ellie. I got Thank you. Back. you. Thank I'll you. Even, I'll even get you on Waterworld. That'd be fine. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Can we please... <laughs> Can yeah, we please right. Please do an episode on Waterworld. What's up with post-apocalyptic movies? And oh my god. Okay, speaking of post-apocalyptic now, stuff. Now that's an amazing movie right there. Speaking of post-apocalyptic stuff, you had something that you mentioned during this that I was wondering if you were going to bring up during here or not. That was I found interesting as being a video game player and as has been established, I'm not big into the Mad Max series, but after seeing this movie, a lot of cl- things clicked in my head. I'm like, "Huh, okay." You mentioned a certain video game franchise that's well, very... Oh, yeah, you talk oh, about the Mad Max? Oh, Borderlands. Yes. Yes. Bo- this, this is very... I, I know Borderlands took from the original Mad Max. I know there is an actual Mad Max game out, too, that I've never mm-hmm. played, but I've heard mixed things about it. But that's the thing. I'm like, I see how where that can come from and how that... Cause a lot of the Borderlands guns and weapons and stuff like that are these like pieced together things to where all right. these vehicles are like this. It's a vehicle on top of a vehicle with another vehicle kind of shoved in. 
if, yeah. if, if I was a bigger um, person on cars and stuff, I could probably be like, oh, well, it's, it's this model of car shoved into this model <laughs> Yeah, of car. I definitely I'm could like, not it's a truck that. that's, yeah. oh, no, no, it's a car that's a, that's souped up with a monster truck bottom. Yeah, it's like a monster <laughs> truck with a limousine stuffed on top with a VW bug with a gun turret on top. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not a car guy either, which <clears throat> I don't understand why I've always loved these movies and Max's car in particular, which is like one of my favorite characters in this movie, even though you barely see it, it's almost it's almost like it's his MacGuffin that he's he just but he's not looking for it, but it's constantly coming back to him. He's like, "That's my car. That's my yeah." Car. yeah. I, I remember he yelled yeah, that a few times. That. Yeah, yeah. He said that belongs to me, and it, this movie is strange in a way that there's to me there's two villains. You've got a Morton Joe, kind of this this oppressive leader that these wives are being taken from, and and he's more of of the Charlize Theron uh, Furiosa character's kind of enemy. But it's weird, when you watch it a few times, you realize that he's not Mad Max's enemy, at, by I don't think, at all. He, Mad Max has a, a the enemy of a war boy named Slit. Now, do you know what I'm talking about? The one with the cut mouth? The the Joker-faced one. The jerk, yeah, the total jerk. He, he is, jo- I said Joker-face. No, yes, he is a... He definitely looks like Joker, but to me... I I hate him so much, but I mean that's a good thing. I mean that's a good job of developing that character, because yeah. to me that's Mad Max's villain. He's the guy who's on the back of the car. He rips his boot off of him. Later on, he has his car, uh, and he ends up crashing and destroying his car later on. And it's like Max just keeps running into this guy who is like the lesser version of becomes kind of our hero, Nux. Okay, so. I, I want to ask this because this was brought up. I'm not going to say by who, but this was brought up during the stupid things asked during the viewing of Mad Max. What was the <laughs> point of, like, why was Max connected to Nux for the blood? Like, what what is the blood bag? Like, that? that's, that's something we both kind of missed the significance of that. Or is there an explanation for that? Oh, there's, there's a total explanation. So this is a post-apocalyptic time. Most children that are born... Um, have radiation sickness and that's why he has those tumors on his neck um there are some people that are just i guess lucky and are not born into that max is kind of a pure blood um Mm. he's also a universal donor so that's why they use him as the blood bag now they're called the half-life war boys which means they don't live very long that's why the whole witness me the afterlife of i will ride shiny and chrome and valhalla is that's kind of the religion that that a Morton Joe has put into them because they're going to die anyway, so they're just disposable soldiers to him. But they want to die on the road. They don't want to. In the beginning, Nux is having a really bad day already. He's really low on his blood level is really low. I guess his radiation sickness is just taking him. So he has Max's blood, but he said, "I'll just take the blood bag with me. I'll put him up there." And that's why he's like, "I've got this crazy blood in me because this this guy is this crazy wild man." And if you look later on, Nux kind of his color comes back after they're disconnected. Yeah. And that's when he's kind of becomes a better person during it. And I always think that, well, I guess maybe Max's blood in him uh, kind of changed his attitude a little bit. He, uh, I mean, he does end up, you know, you know, heroically going towards the end. But I always thought that, you know. Yeah, that that's the point of uh, of the blood going into them. That they're they're all disposable and gonna die. 
Okay, because I like, like I said, it's something we we both missed, and I'm like I I'm sure there's some significance to it. I'm just not not catching it because I remember in the beginning there also there he had a ton of tattoos on his back that you only see in that one scene, too. Yeah. Which once again I'm like I'm sure this this movie once again great at if you miss something you miss it. They don't yeah, really go that, over it that much except for like very very main plot stuff they'll they'll mention several times. So that scene's definitely one to pause because uh, uh, Max is back. The tattoo tells all his information. It says uh, Road Warrior. Um, it says that he's a universal donor. That's why he's the perfect blood bag to have because he can use him for anybody. Um, it just it is it just and it also says that he's uh he's he's crazy and that he's feral like a feral man. They think he's a feral man because of his appearance in the beginning, uh, with the long hair and the beard and. Eating the two-headed lizard. Yeah, yeah, the lizard hanging out of his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, and also you got Max having these flashbacks, which it's not fully, I think, explained in the movie. You piece it together yourself on that he apparently, I'm assuming it's his family that he lost, and that's what drove him crazy, right? That's well, he had he had lost his family uh, in the first one. These are people that he's tried to help along the way that um, have died. There was a comic tie-in kind of prequel that the the girl that constantly comes to him. Um, it was a girl and her mother, and uh, and they he it was someone that he tried to help. They ended up getting killed and run over, and he couldn't do anything about it. And that's why what that's just, those are just faces of people that he's tried to help that have died. That's why he's very hesitant to want to get attached to help anybody. That's why he doesn't want to help them initially. But it's even that little girl that comes to him and is like, no, you can help these people. You, you can do this. So it's kind of his, his – it's his burden that – what, what does he say in the beginning? I'm the one who runs from the living and the dead. And, yeah. uh, and my only instinct is to survive uh, because of that. So, yeah. Definitely um, not very talk-heavy for Tom Hardy in this one. But but. But yeah. I think I think a lot yeah, of good grunting. one-liners too. Though when he does talk, it seems like mm-hmm. from him and everything, and and I, I really do. It, this is this is something that through your thirty days of Mad Max that I kind of knew the scene was coming when it showed him looking out of the truck and he gives like that thumbs up as he's like just is that bare his thumbs up beside his face. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, it's you great. See, yeah, that that was something to where like I saw the scene. And I'm like, oh, this is where that comes from, and I saw it. and I'm like, got it. Yeah, and then two seconds later, the poor wife falls under the wheels, and you're like, oh, I guess it wasn't okay. Never mind. Uh, and he has to be the one. They're like, turn around. He's like, nope. She went under the wheels. Like, yeah, she, she went under the wheels. I'm just let's keep going. I mean, for for um for anyone to oof. I mean, I was glad to put her out of her horrible acting. Oh, okay. Oh. I, 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 th- I thought you were going a different place with that, Ellie. No. But okay. <laughs> the, I, I'm going to be honest. The four, the four or five wives, how many it is, that, the acting from that group was, it was pretty horrendous. So thank God for some of the, uh, some yeah, of some the of other actors. Are, <laughs> I would say the redhead uh, one capable. I, I think she, she did pretty okay. Um, I, I enjoyed her. The, yeah, the rest. I mean, even the um the mothers they go meet. I thought they were great actresses. Oh yeah. Uh, the especially the the older one with the 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 seeds. But okay, so oh, right, yeah, but say- I, yeah. I'm talking about the pregnant lady and the super platinum blonde girl. 
Okay, so the pregnant one, that's the splendid on guard. She's pregnant one. And then you've got the the sassy one who, oh, is probably the most annoying. She's called the dag. She's the one who says all those crazy slang on, yes. you know. Yes, like, oh, gosh. And then the one who knows about guns is called Toast the Knowing because she knows about guns. She's the knowing. <laughs> and the one that runs back to him is called Cheeto the Fragile. She's the one who wants to leave. So she's called Cheeto. And the redhead is called Capable because I, you know, these are very, very spot on names that they've uh, that I guess a Morton Joe has given to these girls. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Yes. I, I just want the post apocalypse to come so we can all have the something in front <laughs> yes. of. I mean, with our names, just because I feel like that it, it just devolves somehow back down to like whatever, like how a lot of people got their um, surnames was from what they were. Like if someone's named. Um, yeah, Smith. Or, yeah, Smith. Uh, they were Smith. I sorry. I, I was like, if someone's named Blacksmith, I'm like, no one's named Blacksmith. Why am I not thinking of the term? Okay, so I think mine would be if we're gonna put our, each us everybody uh, on the oh, spot. Oh, real, real, real original. Yeah. Um, real original. I'm gonna give myself two. Oh, I, 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 I thought that meant you. You using your surname. I'm like, oh, no. so so you just rule people. No. Very funny. Yeah, mine would be fun though. Yeah. The king. Um. But mine first would be Ellie the Annoyed, because things annoy <laughs> me. I mean, I'm just cranky. And then, of course, Ellie the Bitch, that would, that would definitely... Go ahead, you can agree. I, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing. Okay, and, and I'll right, say, I'm not right going to you. She's, she's at her max <laughs> level of this, because yes. she's been kept up late and got oh. little sleep last night. So no, she's at her maximum. It's like, it's like weeks. <laughs> so she's at her maximum level of... No f***s given. Yes, yes. And I will believe that. <laughs> my, uh, my gorgeous, gorgeous two-year-old is definitely... Uh, <laughs> going through that time. Yes, of... going through that fun times of, whoops, what's day and night? <laughs> I don't know. I play in either. <laughs> yes. So, yes, those would be mine. What about yours? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw Russ in front of me real quick. Oh. Like a pregnant woman in front of... Oh! Too soon? Man! There you go. All right, thumbs up to that. Uh, was, and and this this is perfect for it. I, I, I'll probably be either Russ the uh, the undecided or indecipherable, <laughs> or maybe just Russ the unbelievable. Because uh, probably most things I say, people like start to roll their eyes in my real life when I start talking about it. I I was gonna be ashamed if you did not go with unbeliever or unbelievable in some sense. So, what would mine be? Zanger the Daring. I, I was gonna say Zinger the Rager. Hmm. I like well, that. Well, there's medication for that. <laughs> there's also an ointment. Zinger the medicated. <laughs> <laughs> Zinger the heavily medicated. Beware. That's for his right. prescription will run out. <laughs> oh, was was that Zinger the Recordable? Oh. Or Zinger the Observer. Ah. Mm -hmm. I watch. That was some good ones. Yeah. Yeah, that that had kind of was a creepy thing too. So. Yeah, very creepy actually. <laughs> I like it. Zinger the Watcher. Yeah. I just gotta get a giant head in a robe and have like a baby face. Zinger the perv. <laughs> also true. <laughs> Anyways, um, that'd probably be more me and all the anime that I watch. God, but... your anime liking is weird. Yes. Yeah, so moving Story on. Story for another day. Um. <laughs> so yeah. Ellie, this was actually supposed to have an anime tie-in. This was one really? of the... He oh, wanted see, to I could see that. I could totally see yeah. that. 
there was supposed to be i mean he had so many plans you know george miller planned this for decades at least to do this and it was supposed to be rolled out all the same time with a video game that tied into the film uh anime that tied into it and a comic book series now they got the comic book series he didn't get the anime there's a lot of art for it out there just uh concept art for it um and you could say they got the video game, but they didn't really because the rights went to someone else and they just took ideas he had for even future movies and he had no input on the game. So calling the game a tie-in is not really fair. Now, it's a very fun game, but it's not a direct tie-in to the movie at all. Well, that is interesting. I, I, I know that he had a lot of other stuff he wanted to do with this and that this has been something he's been working on for a, a very long while. And everything, but I did not know about those. De- definitely the anime tie-in. That 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 was definitely a surprise. But um, I want to play a little game with Ellie real quick and put oh her on the spot God. because that's what I do on this show. <laughs> so I'm going to list a few movies by Mr. Miller, Mr. George Miller, and I want you <laughs> to to tell me which one because I might be throwing some in that aren't actually his. I want you to tell me which ones aren't his. I almost spoiled this by saying a few, so I'm glad I didn't. Go ahead. The Road Warrior. <laughs> sure. That that okay. So so that one's his. Dang. Babe. Oh God! Like the pig? Yes. No. All right. Happy Feet. <laughs> I would think not. Okay. Um, the canceled Justice League Mortals movie. Oh. Him or no? No. All right. So for you keeping track at home, Ellie got all of the all of them but the Road Warrior one, which was obvious, incorrect. He did direct Babe. He did direct <laughs> Happy Feet, and he yeah. was supposed to direct the Justice League Mortals movie, which I am so angry didn't happen after <laughs> seeing this movie. His what he could have done with that movie. Um. By the way, just a quick side note: he was supposed to direct a movie. Called Justice League Morals, which I think was supposed to be kind of a vaguely Tower of Babel-esque, but also them dealing with, like, the death of the Flash or something. Oh, wow. It was supposed to be a very more gritty version of the Justice League, and it was supposed to happen around 2007. I think he did Babe Pig in the City, too. Yes, yes. I think he he held on to that franchise tightly. Yeah, it's, um, it's so weird. I mean, you go down to this guy's filmography, and it's Mad Max, Mad Max, Mad Max. And then all these things were like, wait, that was him? Happy Feet? Yep. That dude made That's Happy crazy. Feet? Yeah. Both of them, actually. Both they, they were the two movies he did prior to this one. Huh. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's those great, like, uh, uh, honest trailers where they're like, from the makers of Happy Feet and Babe, <laughs> Pig in the City comes long car ride movie you know like it's it's it, it sounds ridiculous even though it's true i get i bet he's got grandkids that he's like he got to a point as a grandpa where he was like yeah i can't have him watching movies where they're chaining guys to cars and blowing them up like i gotta uh come on i want the grandkids to remember me for something good it, i mean not that this isn't good yeah. but you know something i could take him to see well it's like the robert rod it's robert rodriguez who does the who does the spy kids movies right yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's like he, he does all these other movies, but he also has the Spy Kids movies as something for his kids, which is really cool in the aspect of he did the 
George Miller did the same thing, but like I said, I really want that that Justice League movie. Then it, it it's one of those. It never it never. If it was, it would have been probably just another movie, just whatever. But it's the fact that it never was that makes it this unobtainable, amazing movie. Especially after seeing this and what he could have done. Because I'm sure he would have shot it in Australia. Because wasn't that a lot of this shot on site too? So yeah, a lot of it was they. They tried to film in Australia, but it's like they got these legendary rains that happened. I mean, everything about this whole production, everything got delayed constantly. I mean, they tried to film this movie for years. So I think a lot of it was filmed maybe in the Middle East. I forget the name of the country a lot of it was filmed. So it's not all filmed in Australia. But um, the initial intent was to, but I just don't think it was possible. Well, now I've got to look that up to see... Uh, what did you? I know you had some stuff to stuff to say about uh, Furioso, Ellie, and that you liked Charlie Theron and everything. I don't know if you had any more that you wanted to input during the actual record. I had more to say. I I thought you did. I know you mentioned it. Oh, I just said she's gorgeous, even with her head shaved. But oh, um, <laughs> also the the um the robotic arm thing or the prosthetic arm was kind of cool. I think. Oh, that was so well done. I mean, yeah, the, the, that was the CG cool. nub and everything. I, I think the fight when Max has to fight Furiosa, I mean, that, that scene is great. And it kind of got ruined in my 30-day thing when I'm sending you a video where it's Star Wars and she's got a lightsaber. So it's like, <laughs> you're probably like, oh, it would have been cooler with the lightsaber. But it's like, that was one of those things where I'm like, yeah, he should see this after. That fight is so good and quick and you know, so much going on. That, you know, the girls are intimidated, and of course the shotgun doesn't work, and there's a gun hidden in a skull, and he's got Nux helping him. I mean, the whole thing. Well, they're, they're plus- also the dragging around Nux at the beginning of it, to where he's just a dead weight that's holding him down, too, was an interesting aspect of the fight. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, there's so many weird little, like, things, like, you guys probably didn't notice this at all. It took me so many viewings to track down what was going on with Max's shoes. Because it's a thing, and if you watch it really closely, watching things like this in the beginning, when he's when he finally works his way off the car, where he's the blood bag, when that guy's slit falls off, he pulls his boot off. So he has one boot when he meets the women for the first time, when he meets Furiosa and the wives. Then when when he when that fight is done, the first thing he does is take his jacket off Nux and pull one of Nux's boots off and punch him in the stomach and leave him there. So now Max has two boots, but they're not both his. Later on, when the bullet farmer has that tank car, when Furiosa does that great sniper shot and blinds him, he goes back by himself to take him out. And that's one of those great kind of off-camera things where he just comes back with a bunch of guns and you're like, uh, wait, what just happened? I guess he killed them all. But he comes back, and if you look, He's got the bullet farmer's boots on, and he throws Nux's boot back to him. So it's like, okay, now I have a full pair of shoes. You can have your shoe back. I, I remember just, him giving him the boot back, and I was like, I don't get the reference there. Because I remember he where, lost a boot, but I'm like, I don't get why he's giving Nux a boot now. He lost a boot, then he stole a boot. Then he went and stole someone else's boots. So then he gave him his boot back because I guess he's friends with him at that point. Yeah, it's little things like that that when you watch multiple times you go oh that's what it was because yeah i didn't notice it till he threw him his boot i'm like why is he giving him a shoe like but you have to watch it's one of those things you just got to watch everything in this movie really closely because there's lots of little things like that all right so you brought up a good scene that i wanted to mention i just had it slipped my mind but you brought it up 
the off-screen fight between him and the Bullet Farm boys yeah. and everything. Do you think that that scene's better on or off-screen? Ellie, you first. Which scene? The scene where he, he walks off and you see the explosions and you hear the gunfire and then he comes back with the guns. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Um, I think for this instance... I liked it better that you didn't see it because there's already so much action going on anyway. It kind of gives you a scene that you can kind of, in your own imagination, kind of think about what, what could have happened. All right. And I liked the way that she was like, oh my gosh, are you hurt? And he and the other girl was like, no, that's that's not his blood. All right. I thought that was cool. Russ, what about you? I'm the same way. That That's the one time where I, I don't need the action. And it's set up beautifully before when she's like, we only have four bullets for this bad boy. And Max takes a couple of shots and misses both times. And then she's like, just just give me the gun. Just give me the gun. He's like, <laughs> all right. She's like, all right, don't breathe. And then, of course, blinds him in the first shot. But so I, in my head, when he's walking away, he's got a, ca- a gas can in his hand. Now, yeah. it's not like he need, they don't need gasoline. I'm thinking he just hides on the side of the road somewhere, lights that gas can, just, I guess, throws it at the perfect time, or, you know, and maybe wounds him, but then has to finish him off. But, yeah, leaving it to the imagination. That 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 scene is is perfectly left to the imagination. I am in the same boat that I do. I think this the, the whole, you know, less is more, I think applies heavily to this scene mm-hmm. because um, I, I did like like the line of, oh, are you okay? Do you need help? And then the, that's not his blood. Such yeah. an amazing, just such a great one-liner, just just put in there. I like that a lot. Um, I, I I think that that yes, it being left up to your own imagination because you see him walk off with stuff. You hear an explosion, you hear some gunfire, and then nothing, and then he just shows up with all the stuff. So it's kind of like what happened. You kind of make your own um, thing there, but also I I gotta say, really stupid having him used as a tripod because. Ear was right there, and I do like that they put the ear ring sound in right after that gunshot. Yeah, and when she shoots the gun right by his ear when yeah. they're first fighting, she shoots it off the tanker, and he goes, it's like, ooh, ooh, that was close, that was close. And he does the same thing to her when she's Yeah, the he ground, shoots the he three times her. around her. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like that. Um, So, I want to talk about, I don't, I don't know if anyone, I want to talk about the ending real quick, because there's something I have a interesting theory about it. I didn't know if anyone had anything else before we get to the ending. No, I mean, uh, the only thing is that it's it's so great that it's just such a weird world where you've got these warlord guys. you got a guy called the People Eater who's got these big deformed feet and wears like jewelry over his nose. And you've got this insane... And has nipple rings with handcuffs on Oh, yes, yes, of course. Because I... It was so weird. Because I was like, did did he have nipple rings... (laughs) That are connected with a chain. I was like, and yes. I was like, yes, and I'm like, oh yeah, all right, just making sure <laughs> I saw that. Very well respect, and you can see because they seem to know and his a lot about story. Joe. They seem to be friends with the Morton Joe, him and the Bullet Farmer. Uh, yeah. They're like, I could see them all sitting at the Citadel together, like you know, they they have them to have a truce where they trade things constantly. It's just such a weird group of people, but yeah, um, I just want to talk about yeah the end and that that people eater guy. Uh, he gets he gets shot by a Morton Joe as Max uses him as as a shield, mm-hmm. which I thought that was a it was a great way to kind of take out all the big baddies, yep. you know, in uh in an interesting way. Um, final thing, so but before we get there, because I just remembered you saying that thing reminded me. So there's a vague map that 
that Max is making and has. Right. Oh, yeah. Out of blood. Does anyone else... Because I think I might have caught where this is all taking place. Did anyone else notice something there that might have hinted at it before I say mine? Well, there's I didn't the, pause uh, it. I didn't pause it. I just kind of was watching, and I was like, "Wait, uh, is it the uh, is it the um, the uh, abandoned oil rig, uh, or is it that big electric tower?" I, I always assume that as they further they go out, that they're in like a dried ocean bed or something. That that the world has gotten that bad to where. They're in a in a dried ocean at one point when they're going out to those salt flats or something yeah. like that. All right. I think this is just my opinion on this one. Because if you look, and it's one of those things I'm sure if I went back and freeze-framed, I could get a better look. It looks vaguely like Southern California's outline. Oh. Like the southern edge of California going into Mexico. It kind of like vaguely has that look to it. And I'm sure if I pause it, it probably looks like Florida instead. <laughs> but I was like, that, that 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 would make sense if they're going because the giant salt flats could be the yeah. Pacific Ocean where it used to be or something. So that that was my guess. I don't know if there was something to where like there was a part in the beginning of the movie where Russ was going to be like, dude, it, it said right in the beginning of the movie this takes place no. right here. How did you not catch that? And it was like oh, five references. Things, yeah, there's things I still catch when I and I wanted to catch up to do this that I was like, oh, I never saw that. Oh, cool, because like. When you're looking, you know, it's just one of those movies. It's it's got way too much going on to just watch it once. So you know, I hope you guys give it a couple more chances. I, I definitely will. I want to do a rewatch just to keep track of the articles of clothing and um his car <laughs> adventure because apparently oh. you could just watch it for that. But I have a fun theory, and it there it, there's a lot of holes. This is a Swiss cheese of theories, by the way, because okay. there's a lot of holes in it. But I think it would be neat, and it's my whole. I, I like putting a um, usual suspects um, seven and um, Fight Club twist on everything because apparently that's how I like movies made. What if Max was never there? Because in the end, he just kind of isn't even celebrated. He just kind of wanders off, and nobody yeah. really even notices him leaving except for Furioso. So it's like, what if she, he was some part of her psyche or something? Nah, man, he's Mad Max, all right? He's out there in the wasteland, okay? He fights the living and the dead. No, I like I liked that, but also I like that he's, he wants to get out of there. In my head, as I was it, when the first time I saw it, and I was like, go back and your, your car is still out there somewhere, dude. Just go get it and, and fix it up, and we'll go have another adventure in a couple years, okay? Like, yeah. just go get your car, and you'll be fine. I don't, I don't know if you had anything with that. Ellie, that that you thought I, I I just it was one of those things. Yes, I'm sure that's not true, but it's also kind of one of those cool like things. But also, he he's not somebody who I think would stay down or be anywhere. He wants to roam the road and be you know. Yeah, I I think you're like totally wrong. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> um, the one time. <laughs> Wait, it's what? happened. What? It's I always fine. say you're wrong. What are you talking about? It's the one time I've truly been wrong. Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. Um, I don't know. To, to kind of talk to that point for a second then is kind of um, both him and I need Russ's Furioso. help. Thank you. Um, uh, I, I said Russ, but go ahead and talk for him. That's fine. 
Okay. Furiosa! There you Thank go. you. Um, they both mentioned redemption. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that Mad Max is a lot like me. And the fact that... Um, <laughs> You're angry? <laughs> I'm angry all the time. And, and I can only deal with a lot of people for short amount of times. So I felt like that, you know, he did this to kind of help save some people and redeem himself a little bit because he felt so haunted and so conflicted that he has lost people in the past. Um, So this was a way for him as well to get some redemption back. And once he completed that and he, he knows that they were better with people and they needed to be around people. So he, he helped them get back to their way and that felt like that made him free to be able to go back to his lone wandering, you know, kind of exploring. And and in my mind, I feel like he might eventually, like, maybe come back to check in later. But, like, after a year of him going off and doing his own thing for a while. He, like, he has to get out and do that or he, he goes crazy. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. So yeah. that's kind of how and, I feel it is. And plus those guys that got caught in the past, I mean, they didn't all die. Uh, They're going to go, they're going to go to the Citadel. He's probably like, yeah, you guys uh, have your little party with the milk maids. Uh, I'm going to go find what's left of my car. I'm getting away from all of you psychos, but I'm glad I could help you. I guess if you think about that, I mean, I guess there's not going to be any kind of direct sequel. What, what, what is the, I guess they get in there and they have the, they give all the people all the water they want. I, I guess they could fight. The, if the war boys come back, maybe they just are like, well, Morton Joe's dead. You can just come live here. And the other bosses are all dead. So it's, it's almost like a Godfather situation where it's just chaos with all the families. True. Um, no, I was going to – my last thing was that they are apparently possibly working on a sequel or that there is one in the works. I didn't know if we wanted to kind of give our out there ideas of what that could possibly be. Real quick. Oh, and as for the end of the movie, for me, I think him wandering the desert is something that he's more accustomed to and would like doing. Also, um, for anyone listening, that was a legally binding contract that Ellie did warn all of you that if we ever are seen in public at like a, um, if we ever do like a podcast convention or have a table somewhere and she gets up and she goes, I'm done, watch it because a chair will come flying after that moment. (laughs) (laughs) I've had enough people today. Out of my way. That's right. <laughs> I've had my fill. Now leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I I would if if there is a sequel made, I, I know that 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 um, Mr. Miller is getting um, it's seventy eight, I think seven. Yeah, uh, yeah, and he's he's getting up there, but still definitely wanting to make movies and everything. Um, I would like to see if they do a sequel. After seeing this, I would like to see a whole new story. New care, I mean, Max, of course, but whole new cast, the people, whole new adventure. Yeah, same here. And it does every time it, it comes up, it does not look good. He keeps getting into uh, legal issues with Warner Brothers. They go back and forth and it constantly gets delayed. But yeah, it, it just there, there was talk initially about being a Furiosa movie uh, to take place mm-hmm. after this that wouldn't have to do with Max. And I'm. It's great. I would love that. I, I kind of and Mad Max does almost take a back seat a lot of this movie to her and that story. Yep. I mean, it focuses on him, 
but it's not like the others where it's all him. Uh, but yeah, I would love another film. Yeah, Max goes off and do something else. Maybe he runs into an old Mel Gibson somewhere. I mean, can we? Can we, I know? So, I know. So you are doing the. He, him, him, and Mel Gibson are two different characters. Maybe, maybe being the Road Warriors, maybe a title, or, or maybe just bring Matt. You gotta bring Mel in for another one. I mean, I know no one wants to forgive him, and I believe me, it's it's very it's it's bad the things he's done. But one shot in this universe, make him make him really hateable. I mean, people would immediately hate him anyway. So you could make him some kind of bad villain. But uh, I don't know, maybe that would be fun. Ali, what about you? Do you want to see a Furiosa movie? Do you want to see a entirely different? Spin off of this or direct sequel? What 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 do you want? If there's another Max Mad Max movie, do you want to go back to Thunderdome? Is that it? <laughs> Tina Turner, baby. <laughs> I mean, when I watched the beginning of this movie, I wanted to just go ahead and put the old ones back on. You did mention that several yes. times, but in the end, did you change your opinion? I did. I, I ended up enjoying it. All um, right. Uh, gosh, I don't know. I can't. <sighs> I just want to watch Waterworld now. <laughs> it's a crossover. <laughs> Sandworld yes! and Waterworld. Oh my gosh. Then you got the best of both. You got you got Tom Hardy. You have um I'm blank why can't I think Kevin of Costner. Uh, Kevin Costner's name right now? Oh my gosh. Kevin Costner. Yes, he finally please. finds water, but then it's just Waterworld and then he has to get an adventure there and, and Mel Gibson's the villain. There we go. Perfect. I think that sounds awesome. <laughs> Let's do it. So, when are we going to do right. the Waterworld episode? When's it going to happen? <laughs> Dude, I can talk about Waterworld all I know day. you could. <laughs> I love that movie. Sorry, I'm thinking of other like post-apocalyptic movies, like The Postman. And My world is water and waves. <laughs> and Waterworld. And Drinking pee and loving and lots it. Of, you took it, I was going to say it. Lots of pee. <laughs> well, he had that, like, like that, um, the the um oh i'm pointing to where it is on him in the mad, mad max he had that it um, looks like you just have a a tick no that, oh my that the um the little clear tube he had yeah yeah, yeah 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 i was like that is that was a catheter was, he, <laughs> yeah i, I mean it, like it gets used it, it gets used <sighs> later but at some point i'm like is that to filter his pee is there some pee thing coming up later where oh, it's bear it grills was, it was, when he was the blood bag, that was what was hooked to him. Yeah. So he just he keeps everything. He's like, oh, well, I could use this later. But yeah, he ends up saving her with the same tube that he uh, gave Nux blood with. Well, and while we're talking about older sci-fi-esque movies, can we please do um, Stargate? Because that's another one that I just I could watch a million times. Yeah, that's a cool one. Especially the movie. The series, oh, got rough after a while. Oh, I yeah, even... no, I was talking about the movie. All right, yeah, well. The movie's a way better actor. Hold on a second. Um, <laughs> let me crack my neck real quick. I've never seen it. <gasps> oh, there you go. What? You haven't seen oh, the you... Stargate movie? No, I've yeah, seen oh, some of the it. show. Oh, my God. Yeah, you can't How judge do... it off the show. How? It's, uh, it's a little unbelievable adjacent too. You got a lot of Anunnaki stuff going on. I, here's the little, thing: it is one of those. Stuff. It is one of those things with the weirdness I'm into. You'd think I would have been all over that, but for how, some reason, it passed me by. How have I known you for this long and not known that you haven't seen that movie? I'm pretty sure I brought it up. Amazon for like two bucks. You have seen 
water world though right yes <laughs> i don't think in its entirety in one sitting though because oh. a human is not meant to do that oh my god i've seen it all in different like i saw the beginning at this person's house i walked to rob's house and he was watching it at this point <sighs> i've seen the entire movie beginning to end but not sitting through it because isn't it like a four-hour movie i just don't know what i think about you right now i don't know if it's that bad i think the postman like you mentioned which whew, you brought back a memory bring up the postman i was like whoa <laughs> It's like, that makes Waterworld look even better, like the Postman. I swear Oof. I have memories of my dad watching that, like, an unreasonable amount. Like, it used to always be on TV somehow. Either he, like, you know what, we might have had stars at that point. It was just one of those movies that was constantly on. And he just would sit there and be like, oh, Postman's on again. Waterworld Crack open a beer. is two hours and 56 minutes. That is... Oh, yeah, that's right. That is two hours and 57 minutes too long. <laughs> what? Stop I'm sure it. the postman rings in about the same. And every time I think of look the postman, it up, Ellie. I think of, oh, okay. Uh, that, that Simpson. Well, I'd say that great Simpson joke where she's like, "It's like when uh, smart TVs first came yeah. out." And Lisa Simpson goes, "Oh, water. Oh, the postman. Oh, director's commentary." And it shows Kevin Costner. He's like, "Who? Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking here. Oh, but uh, Field of Dreams was great, right? Made everyone believe again." Oh, yes. I'm so sorry. Yes, <laughs> that that is a great episode. Um. Isn't that the Loch Ness Monster episode? It might Because it's the one that begins with um, with Burns going to the new mall, and he sees the other billionaire and gets fed up with him. Oh, yes, yes, the super cool billionaire. Yeah. Oh, I have, now I have to go watch that. Oh, man. Oh, that's that, that, that's also the one where it's got the cow catcher that uh, um, comic book guy gets caught in. And now back to Mad Max. That was a great scene with the cow catcher where he uh, puts the uh, engine fire out with it. Yeah. It all back. It, it all that comes around. Cool, that that whole part with the um, what a versatile with, vehicle, by the way. That that oh, it could do it all. It did everything. All right, Ellie, what do you got for us? So the postman does beat out Waterworld. Oh, three <laughs> twenty. It's it's a even three. Even oh, three yes. hours. And it comes what in a- with a nine percent Rotten Tomato score. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. So, uh, wait, wait, what, what does Waterworld have then? 42%. Wow! Yes, yes. All right, Zinger, you gotta do like a, a <laughs> below 10% Rotten Tomatoes episode and just find all, uh, Ellie will keep throwing names at you and you'll find them under there. Oh man, but, yo, I tell you. Per- people love Waterworld. It's not, I love it, it. it's like the people that don't like it really don't like it, but there's a lot of people that like it. My wife loves Waterworld. Yes. She loves it. Awesome. So I think we might so have can a we summer. have a couples episode for Waterworld? Yeah. Well, no, I was oh, about to say. Great. I was about to say the summer we could do the Dog Days of Summer where we do terrible movie, quote unquote terrible movies. I think we should yeah. have our our under ten percent Rotten Tomato Club. Oh <laughs> God! <laughs> Just start for, looking for those. It could be our own version of Mystery Science Theater three thousand. I. I <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine what's going to be on there. It, does it have to be something that was supposed to be good and turned out bad? Because there's just stuff that's just bad. I don't know. I Actually, the Postman you... was a pretty big budget movie, yeah. too. That pretty much killed Kevin Costner at the time, too. That was, like, the final dagger. I mean, he was doing... He was, man, Robin Hood, Field of Dreams. That guy was doing everything he did was, like, so top-notch. A top-notch? Do you mean by British accent? Because... By... By, by box office standards. Oh, yeah. I'm American Robin Hood, yeah. 
I, I, I love the men in tights thing where it's the, and I speak with a real British accent. Carrie yeah. Ellis. Yeah, he's great. Ellie's looking up something. I'm, I'm delaying for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> no, there is fine. a list of films with a 0% rating yes. on our tomatoes. We should do some of these. All right, um, to pad this episode out a little bit more, what do we got? <laughs> well, I'm surprised at a couple of these, but... um. Um, we have Jaws the Revenge. That would be fun. No, I'm not watching that. Michael Ke- Michael <laughs> Keaton was one? in that movie. In Dundee- no, not Michael Keaton. Michael um, Caine. Michael Caine was in that movie. I'm, I'm going to Hawaii, and the shark has chased me to Hawaii. I should have stayed to blame it on Rio. Yes, that that one... <laughs> I like. It's one I, of those things. I swear, about, he, one of the Jaws things. People hate that one where they're at that underwater water park. But yeah. that was like the one I watched a lot as a kid. I like like that movie. I that's sw- a that's a cool movie. I think Michael Caine was quoted as, "I've never seen the movie, but I do enjoy the house that it built." <laughs> oh yes, yes, yes. That was one of the ones. Yes, he's just yeah. like, "Oh yeah, of course that movie it built me this house." Yeah, it's like notoriously. Yeah, I remember that one being bad and trying to watch it because, like, it's Jaws. Come on, it's going to be cool. What else do we got? Because that's, that's a stinker. That's definitely one that deserves it. Highlander 2, The Quickening. I was about to say, Ooh. if you're about to say Highlander, just the original, <laughs> we're going to have no. words. No, no, no. The second Ladies. one. Ooh. Uh, um, we've got, how about this one? Return to the Blue Lagoon. Wait, oh. I no. I need you to look up one. Okay. So I want to know what its score is because I want to do it eventually, and this might be the the antithesis to get it going. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll save my opinions of that like movie that. until I um, actually um I'm not gonna we're f- we're not talking about it in case we do it. I gotta find it. Right. It's a okay. movie I feel it's hidden from time and space. All right, that would be the 2003 one. Yes, the only one. Uh, 17%, but up uh, 89% of Google users like this movie. Uh, Google what? Plus isn't a thing anymore. <laughs> yeah, is... There was two guys who voted for it. That's it. That's <laughs> on that. All right, while you got it open, what did Mad Max get on Rotten Tomatoes? Yes, Come on. yes. Okay, Let's look okay. up Mad Max. For, yes, we should give a... Fury Road. Let's okay. see where it compares to the uh, 7% of the Postman. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Postman. No. Oh, are you ready? Okay. 97%. He was going to guess. Sorry, I already fun. started no, rolling fine. it out. I was going to say 98. I was giving it an extra point. Yeah. I knew it 97. was really... 97. I know. I know. I know from doing those 30 days things, at one point, the top, I think it's in the top four movies ever on that. I, I would not be surprised. Insane. I would not be surprised. Like I said, this movie is definitely a gorgeous. I'm looking up Stargate. I mean, um, yeah, hold on. Now I'm curious. <laughs> this is just too much fun. You got to get a Rotten Tomatoes theme for Ellie going now. Like... There, there is a new thing, <laughs> I think, that's just <laughs> happened. I know. Okay, ready? Does anybody want to guess? Stargate. Oh, I'll say like 73. People like that. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to say 67. Okay. 48%. Yes. I can't believe it. See, I'd like to say that the Rotten Tomatoes scores are harder to do for older movies that weren't around before. No, you're right. I was going to say that. Uh, Hindsight is a lot different. And if you watch that movie now, those effects suck. Now, if you put that out when it came out, it would be 
probably about 73. But it, like I said, it's not a, the amazing movie. It's really good, but it's one of those ones that has not aged well. Like, uh, yeah, like Leviathan I feel or something. Prometheus. But at the time, people loved that movie. And like, the effects are think? great, but no one could watch that anymore. Prometheus. What do you think that one is? That's okay. a newer movie. Okay, Prometheus is the, if you want the whole um, Wrigley Scott, it's Wrigley Scott, right? Wrigley Scott yeah, going Scott. crazy. This was like the point to where he was starting to tip the scales towards going completely nutso on George Lucas levels of retconning his own franchise. Yeah, he went Ancient Aliens crazy with this, where it, it you didn't need all that, man. We you just didn't see aliens, know. dude. We want to see aliens, the second one, in a, in a more uh, like with your vision now, you know, yes. like further on. But go go to another planet like that. Do something like that, but. I would say that it gets like a like a sixty four. I'm gonna say seventy three. Shut up. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, because I'm like that I movie. Like, I I know I I I actually really enjoy that movie because it, it was a nice. It's funny because if you don't take into account anything that came after it, it's good. But it's yeah, the like follow-up it. that I think brings it down a lot. That's why I'm like, it it, it, it was good, but it's kind of one of those you have to look at it as its own thing. Otherwise, it gets yeah, murky. There was, there was moments in that, like with that David character, where it was yeah. like very like Kubrick, like the beginning of it. I, 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 I liked, liked a lot Prometheus, of that movie. Yeah. I liked when she was went in that thing and gave herself the abortion. Oh, man. that's that crazy. crazy. No, crazy. that was insane. crazy. Oh. That was so like... Out of nowhere, who, like, who could do who that? Who thought of this? No, but I'm just you saying, have an like abortion machine. Who could do that? That's that. That's I can't imagine doing that. That's that's crazy. I know it was. And meant- then she's just running around, action hero. Later, like, no, no, honey, you need to lay down. Yeah, like, this was, okay, I got for- one, I got one more. Okay, and I'll okay. stop because right. I could do this all night. Well, maybe no. that's a future. <laughs> maybe maybe that's a Patreon <laughs> episode. <laughs> Great bit. All right. Last Airbender, the movie. Ooh, that had to get like a 34. I'm going to say single digits. I'm going to say in the single digits, and I'm going to say eight. I'm going to say there's enough fanboys to bring it up, but 34. Six. Oh! <laughs> so. Ellie, how many, how many accounts? Can, how, we, can we please do this one? <laughs> how many accounts did you create to bring that score down? I'm just saying... If you want to hear, if people want to hear me rage peed off, let's talk about that movie, please. All right, and throw in one last one. What's Gotti? Gotti? Yeah, there was a John Gotti movie that just came out with John Travolta. And okay, I, yeah, I got it. All right. Some people think that, um, what's the company where you could get the uh, subscription to go to the movie theater? Movie oh, Pass. Movie Pass. Some people think MoviePass made this movie intentionally bad and gave it a bad Rotten Tomatoes so people would go see it for free on MoviePass. But what does Gotti <laughs> have? So. With John Travolta. I think it came out this year. Oh, my God. <laughs> Say it, Ellie. That. Say it. And we found a 0%. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there is a there is a theory that MoviePass financed this to be completely terrible. Just typical people will go use it to MoviePass, so MoviePass would make some money because 
if you make something that would get zero percent, people are like, oh, we have to see this, and we have Movie Pass, so we're not paying for it, even though you are. It's like <laughs> Netflix, but yeah, okay. Well, you know, I know that's not really in you, you guys' universe, but I knew it, it had to. Oh no, no, that, that 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 was a great one. In, it makes you want to see it, right? I kind of it's. I I've <laughs> never walked out of a movie. No, <laughs> I have I'm no interest to. in seeing that. But I'm tempted to see how much torture I can take. I did like the Tom Hanks movie about the the um. We went and saw it because of Girl Scouts, but oh. I actually ended up joining it, and all the girls fell asleep and were like dying. Oh, the um the the post. Yes, I actually did like that movie, but. Yes. Wasn't that Spielberg? Was it? I don't remember. You know, we have the power of the internet in our hands, and, um... Right. Oh, let's see here. The post Oh, movie. that was the, uh... Okay. I liked it, but... I like those Like a newspaper, movies. newsy kind of movie about, I guess, the Washington ba- Post. Yeah, it's based on true story, but... But it's, but it's all edgy and whatnot. Right. Oof. Inspired by a true story. No, I think that one's just straight up true story. Yeah, inspired by is the most BS ever in movies. God, I love horror movies that it's like inspired by true yes. events. Yeah. By that we... Yes, it was directed by Steven Spielberg, yeah. so of course it's good. Well, I liked it, but... You yeah, know, I what? met a guy who killed a guy on a train, and it inspired me to write this chainsaw movie. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Like, there, there, there we go. Okay, yeah, sure. Inspired by. Yeah, or or this 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 woman got captured, and that's how the saw movies happened. None of the other stuff happened. She just got captured and got free later. But anyways, um, yes. sir, where can people find you on the internet if they want to hear more from you, aside from our Twitter feed? Because now. Your, your, your work is done. We have up. watched it. We have watched <laughs> it. We enjoyed it. And I want to say thank you, one, for watching it, which I knew you were going to do it anyway, guys. Come on. <laughs> but also, thanks for having me on. This has been a blast. You guys can follow my own personal one. I'm at uh, Bizarro Russ on Twitter. And follow at Unbelievers Pod or Unbelievers Podcast on Instagram. And, yeah, and check out the Unbelievers Podcast. Um it's just like the Unbelievable Podcast. It's almost like, you know, I got, and this is the nicest thing anyone has said to me since we've done it. They said, it reminds me of Doctor Who, where doc, where oh. the show just regenerated, and it's the same, but it's a whole lot different, but it's still got that same core to it that it did before. And that's, that's me repeating the nicest thing anyone has said to me about this. You could also just say, it's just a blatant ripoff because we are just do not want to let go and we know indiana we will not let go so <laughs> yes we're the we're the doctor who, they were like the tom baker and we're like that goofy guy with the fedora that was after but you know it's still doctor who there's still daleks and all the other characters around awesome well like i said definitely check that out it is definitely one i'm tuning into every week because it, it definitely as i said carries on the spirit wholeheartedly but Ellie, where can people find us on the internet? Well, pretty much wherever you can find a podcast. Yes, and we are, of course, part of the Dark Myths Podcast Collective, so go to darkmyths.org. You can also find me every week yelling about something Star Wars related over on the Knights of Vader podcast. And you can also, of course, find us on Stitcher 
Podbean, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. If it's on Apple Podcasts, Ellie, what do you do? Well, please give us a five-star review. Join our Facebook group. Just search Zingness on Facebook. Uh, at On Twitter, just go to... At Zingness. On Instagram, it is... At Zingness Podcast. If you want to contribute to the Patreon account, you can go to www.patreon.com slash Zingness. Zingness. Uh, yes, 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 yes. It's all Zingness stuff. <laughs> uh, email is at Zingness is... Bleh. The email is at... No, it's not at. I was saying this at... Gmail.com. Thank you, Russ. Yeah. <laughs> and if you want to get a great gift for this holiday season, where do you go for that, Ellie? Well, you can rock out your baby with an awesome onesie at tpublic.com slash zing this. Our sound guy is A.A. Ron. Our logo is done by Chris Zinger. And finally... DJ Golden Boy 89 Play us out. Witness. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right.